75% of the way through the week, which is just music to my precious tan, perfectly symmetrical ears. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. It's Andrew Dimitri, the mistress of pop culture. Welcome back. Or if you're new, then welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I also realized this is um, my 30th episode of 2021, which is really cool. And I think it's my 400, almost 400th episode. <clears throat> cumulatively, sorry, a little tickle in my throat. Um, but when I was, I, I, I gave you guys, I vowed that I would do five episodes this week because I only did one episode last week and then one on Saturday, but that doesn't really count. So, uh, you know, we're four out of, we're four, four to five, four out of five this week. And I'm really excited about that because I almost did not record something today because I was going, I sat down on my bed, which is where I am right now. It's 9.30 PM on the West coast. Um, cause I usually record my episodes in the evening cause that's when the stories are primed up for the next day. And usually, you know, I watch TV, but my bed has just been so comfortable lately that I just want to, you know, kick back and relax. Um, but anyways, I was like, there's nothing to, there's no good stories today. And then I went into my phone and there were four really good ones for you guys, two which have to do with the same person. So I'm really excited about that. But then the other two are great as well. Um, so that made me really, really happy. But aside from that, a pretty good day, very productive day. Spent some time with my puppy. Went and got a delicious salad at Tender Greens, which is this great salad sandwich place in LA. If you've ever been, it's great. And if you haven't been, then well, it's just great. I'm sure there's great salad places by you too. But this one's really great because I try not to eat a lot of um, meat anymore. So, but I don't cut it out entirely. Like, I'll, I'll occasionally have, uh, when I have my Greek food, I'll have like rice and chicken soup and that's, you know, the, the protein and the meat is the chicken or I'll have steak on occasion. Um, but I don't really eat eggs. I don't eat fish anymore because I've really tried to cut out and I'm not, it's not like a vegan thing or swine to go entirely vegetarian. I just feel better when I don't have meat, which is interesting. Um, and I have a lot of substitutes like veggies or, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty, uh, simple eater. Um, because basically my whole thing is like, I mean, this might be like TMI, but I'm a very open person. So if you're new, then you just get used to it. I have like a very quick system where things go in and out really quickly, if you know what I'm saying. So it's like for me, when I go to these like lavish dinners with family or friends, it's like, ugh. to me, the one thing I don't spend a lot of money on is food. My money goes to like cosmetic procedures and like my dog, um, and like clothes too, but like basically like all my face stuff and products and skincare work and, you know, my dermatologist and laser work or whatever, because I was like, beautiful, duh. But anyways, um, that I, I spend least, my least amount of money goes to food because I know I poop it right out. So for me going to like a, you know, one of those like nine course meals is such a, it's not a waste because the experience is great, especially with friends. And also I love to have like a nice cocktail, but food, it's like, it just goes through you. So it's like, literally you are shitting away money as they say. So it's like, that's how I justify when I spend money on like other things. It's like, well, you don't poop that out. You don't poop out like Botox. You don't poop out like face wash. Literally you poop food out, but I don't know. Everybody's to each their own. And if you, if you do love to eat, you know, then no, I'm not shaming you. It's just, I personally, you know, whatever. But aside from that, that's my little spiel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and other than that, not much as new since we last chatted. I'm really excited because tomorrow, well, tonight, well, tomorrow, Friday morning, 12 a.m., WandaVision, episode nine, the finale of the first season, comes out. And I'm just living for it. And I can't wait. And uh, it's been a crazy nine weeks leading up to this week. And it's been an amazing addition to the Disney Plus streaming service. And bravo, Disney. And I can't wait for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is coming out next. Followed by, I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure it'll be great. Oh, I think Loki is going to come out after that, which is just dandy. 
But um, aside from that, four great stories for you guys today. So without further ado, let's get into our first story of the day, which of course has to do with the Duchess of Sussex, Miss Meghan Markle. This is from page six. Meghan Markle to Oprah, quote, there's a lot that's been lost in a relationship with the royal family. Okay, there's a little clip here that they provide. I'm going to play that for you. Then we're going to read the article and we'll dissect together. So here we go. How do you feel about the palace hearing you speak your truth today? I don't know how they could expect that after all of this time, we would still just be silent if there is an active role that the firm is playing in perpetuating falsehoods about us. And if that comes with risk of losing things, I mean, I've, there's a lot that's been lost already. That's the first time we've heard her speak because in the first promo, which came out a couple of days ago, Megan, it was just Oprah speaking, which is totally understandable. It's Oprah's show. But this is Sunday, 8, 7 Central um, on CBS with Oprah interviewing Megan and Harry. And I'm really looking forward to that. And that, that little, uh, uh, what do you call it, <clears throat> word clip, um, teaser, line, trailer, whatever, says a lot because there's a lot that's been going on. And obviously, the institution which she, to which she is referring has, I mean, I don't even know. But let's read it and we'll dissect. CBS has released a new clip of Meghan Markle, excuse me, in Prince Harry's hotly anticipated sit-down with Oprah Winfrey, in which Markle says of Buckingham Palace, quote, which is what we just watched, I don't know how they could expect that after all of this time we would just be silent. How do you feel about the palace hearing you speak your truth today, Winfrey asked, as violence dramatically began to swell in the background, quote, I don't know how they could expect that after all this time we would just sit silent if there's an active role that the firm is playing in perpetuating falsehoods about us, Meghan says, using a nickname for the royals, um, originated by King George VI. Um, and if that comes with the risk of losing things, she has, there's a lot that's been already lost, that's been lost already. I wonder what, to which, what she's referring to. Much of the conversation around the interview this week has been monopolized by accusations made against Markle 39 that she bullied at least two palace aides during her short time within, the, within said firm. The Times of London quoted sources as saying that the Duchess of Sussex actually reduced staffers to tears during her Kensington Palace tenure, Markle called the claims a calculated smear campaign timed the Winfrey tell-all as Buckingham Palace announced a probe into the allegations Wednesday. Meghan and Harry exited the royal family and moved stateside in a breathlessly covered Jan 2020 decision dubbed Megzed. That's the end of the interview here. I have many thoughts about that. First of all, fabulous to hear Meghan speak about everything. This is the first time we've all heard her speak. I, I actually do believe that what Meghan says is true. It is a smear campaign. Um, uh about because it's so conveniently timed that it's coming out the week that Megan's interview is coming out. So, but again, there's three sides to every story: Megan's side, Palace's side, and the truth. Um, and whose truth? We uh, I don't know, but I'm really looking forward to the interview. And um, yeah, I, I I'm most curious about learning about what what she's referring to when so much has already been lost. I mean, I can guess, only guess. But it's really interesting, and I mean, it's going to be really good. And I'm so excited. I'm so happy as Oprah that they selected. I mean, who else? Who who better? I mean, I mean, I can't think of any other better interview. I mean, Ellen would be great, but Ellen's comedy. Oprah is really like sit down, and I mean, Ellen's a great interviewer, but Oprah, you know, Oprah brings out the, you know, the zhuzh. But anyways, this leads us to our second story about Meghan Markle from E News. Meghan Markle quote knew it would get ugly ahead of Oprah Winfrey interview report. Following anonymous accusations that Meghan Markle bullied royal aides, those close to the pregnant royal reportedly say that she expected a fight after choosing to do a tell-all with Oprah Winfrey. See, there you go. This article saying right here, Meghan Markle expected this. I mean, Meghan knows the palace. She knows the institution. Um, 
On Tuesday, March 2nd, the Times published two articles citing unnamed sources claiming that Meghan bullied royal staffers and drove two assistants out of the palace due to her alleged behavior. As a response, Buckingham Palace released a statement on Wednesday, March 3rd, announcing its HR team would investigate the reported incidents that allegedly occurred about two and a half years ago. Quote, we are clearly very concerned about the allegations of Times following claims made by former staff of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Buckingham Palace said in the statement, members of staff... Involved at the time, including those who have left the household, will be invited to participate to see if lessons can be learned. The royal household has a dignity at work policy in place for a number of years and does not will not tolerate bullying or harassment in the workplace. I mean, well, that doesn't matter now because literally Meghan and Harry are gone, so it's not like it matters. On March 3rd, somebody named Obid Scobie, the author of Finding Freedom, Harry and Meghan, and making of a modern royal family spoke with unnamed friends of Meghan and Prince Harry for a Harper's Bazaar article about the accusations. It's unclear how many friends she t- he talked to. Quote, people are literally spilling tea like left and right. This is crazy. Um, Harry and Meghan knew that it would get ugly in the run up to the Oprah special, but such an obvious attempt at destroying her character was distressing and upsetting. One Fred told the royal biographer, a friend called the Times report a pre-emotive strike. The couple's highly anticipated interview with Oprah airing March 7th. You can't ignore the timing of this. A source close to the couple told the outlet this has been done to undermine her character or undermine her character uh, to undermine the topics that they discussed on Sunday. A friend said, quote, they have had everything and the kitchen sink thrown at them this week, but ultimately nothing will stop them from sharing their truth as it shouldn't. Friends of the former Suits actress also defended Megan's character to Bizarre. Someone Omid described as a close friend of the Duchess told him, quote, these claims are so far from the woman I know, Megan's friend of 10 years, told Harper's Bazaar, that Megan, quote, would feel awful, excuse me, if she knew a staffer felt that way about working with her. The anonymous source added, quote, I also know that no one ever approached her about anything like this at all during the time. I have never known her to be anything but kind and considerate to her friends and colleagues. After the Times article alleged that Meghan's actions led to tears and humiliation among staffers, a spokesperson for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex addressed the claims in a statement obtained by E! News on March 2nd, which I think I talked about. Quote, The Duchess is saddened by the latest attack on her character, particularly as someone who has been the target of bullying herself and is deeply committed to supporting those who have experienced pain and trauma. It read, She is determined to continue her work, building compassion around the world and will keep striving to set an example for doing what is right and doing what is good. On Sunday, the Sussexes are set to air their tell-all with Oprah on CBS at 8 p.m. Okay, this all makes sense. This is all clearly a smear campaign. Um, and it's just so obvious that these former royal aides or whatever, past aides, are just freaking out that Megan's going to finally sit down with Oprah and speak her truth and, you know, really talk about how she's feeling about everything. And I think it's totally clear. It's It's just ill-timed and it's very unfortunate that Megan has to go through this, and um, I just feel awful. But you know what? It's going to come out, and it's it's for other it's for everyone in the world to, you know, in 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 uh, digest what she says and make it their own opinion about it. I mean, I certainly have my opinion about the whole thing. I mean, I thought Meg, when I first talked about Meg, Meg's it last year. I was, I was actually listening to that episode of my show because I was going through old episodes tonight. Sometimes when I drive around town, you know, or go for like a drive or a walk. I listened to an old episode just to, like, get the, like, laugh and stuff. <laughs> Some of my first episodes they did were so bad. I, like, can't even believe that I left them out. But, you know, I'm going to keep them there because you, you, you live and you learn and you grow. Um, but I was listening to it and I was like, damn, this is, like, the most crazy. I, and I, I, I said in the beginning of the episode because I started with that, um, 
with that clip from The Princess Diaries where Julie Andrews is sitting with Anne Hathaway and she goes, Mia, you are not just Mia Thermopolis, you are Mia Minuet, but the princess of Genovia. And then Anne Hathaway famously says, Mia, a princess? Shut up. That's how I started the episode off. Anyways, I sailed that to say that I talked about you know, Megxit and like how crazy it was. And I was like, this is going to be the biggest story of 2020. Little did I know that COVID was around the corner. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. And I'm really excited for Saturday. Uh, sorry, sorry, Sunday at 8, 7 central on CBS. So yeah, we'll talk about that money. They'll probably be Monday story, which is crazy exciting. Okay. Now we bring ourselves to our third story of the day from people magazine. Someone I haven't talked about in a while, but somebody I'm like literally obsessed with because she's like a criminal, but like I love criminals. Lori Laughlin seen for the first time two months after her release from prison. Ooh, and she looks fabulous. Two months after her release from prison, Lori Laughlin is giving back. The Fuller House star was seen out on Tuesday doing community service in Los Angeles, marketing, I'm sorry, marking the first time she was photographed since completing her time behind bars. As seen in photographers obtained by page six, I, I saw these photos on TMZ this morning when I woke up. Laughlin 56 partnered with Project Angel Food to hand out bagged meals. That's great. The organization, quote, prepares and delivers healthy meals to feed people impacted by serious illness, bring comfort and hope every day, according to its website. For the outing, the actress sported jeans in a blue and red California sweater and baby blue tennis shoes, which she accessorized with a necklace and a Project Angel food baseball cap. Lori Laughlin completed her community service early in early February. We are grateful that she's compassionate. she is a compassionate person who continues to volunteer with Project Angel Food. The organization's head of communications, Brad Bessie, tells people, oh my gosh, she's still working, uh, even though her community service is done. That's awesome, dear. Good for her. You know, and I think everything she went through was a learning lesson because she probably was living in a very rarefied world that, like, she could do anything and get anything she wants to, but maybe because she experienced giving back, giving back and seeing how people on the other side live, it's a great thing. So good for her. I didn't write Lori Laughlin off at all, nor did I write off Felicity Huffman. I, I literally still love them, and I didn't cancel them at all because I know so many people are canceling people, but all they did was, you know, what they did was really bad, obviously, because they got the line because they have money, which a lot of people do, but, like, I don't know. It's not like they actually said something racist or, you know, so it's like, it's, it's a very dicey subject though. And I don't want, you know, whatever you have your own thoughts. I have mine. On December 28th, a legal source confirmed to people that the Full House actress was released from a federal correctional facility in Dublin, California, after serving nearly two months for her role in the high-profile college admissions scandal. Back in May, Lori Laughlin admitted to one count of conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud while she and her husband, fashion designer Mosimo Junali, who I believe is still behind bars, um, pled guilty, pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and mail fraud and one count of honest services mail and wire fraud. Um, I believe he's still in prison. Um but yeah, it's, uh, you know, good for her. Good for her for doing good. And um, her husband looks like he's a slime ball. But I hope Lori Laughlin like, gets her career back because she is really fabulous. And she's a great actress. And I'm such a big fan of hers. You know, she's just, she's just wonderful. So great to see Lori and uh, great that she's doing good for the world because, you know, the world needs, the world needs you know, people who uh, are do-gooders, as they say. And now we bring ourselves to our final story of the day. And I actually just have to pull it up here. Um, and I mean, you'll understand it if you're not watching. Okay, it has to do with Katherine Hahn, who is on WandaVision. But many of you know her from, because she's, she's a really robust actress. She's been on many, 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 many films, TV shows. And um, she's just a fabulous actress. But I'm going to read you a funny story because, well, okay, we'll just read it. We'll dissect. E, this is from Entertainment. Katherine Hahn reacts to being iTunes topping recording artist for Agatha all along. Okay. Catherine Hahn, who's in WandaVision, she plays Agatha Harkness, who's a famous witch from the Marvel world, MCU. She was on Seth Meyers, and Seth Meyers, at the end of the year, was like, what do you, how do you feel about being a ch- iTunes number one artist after your show? And she's like, I can't even believe it. This is just so crazy. Because there was an episode, I think two episodes ago, where it's revealed that Agatha, spoiler alert, 
is a witch. She's bad. Well, we think she's bad. I don't even know. We're going to find out in tomorrow's episode, which I literally can't even believe. Friday's episode, but, you know, basically tomorrow, because tomorrow at 12, 12 1 a.m. Um, and there was a song, Who's Been, da, 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 Who's Been Behind Everything. It was Agatha, it was Agatha all along. It's literally the greatest song ever. Just YouTube it. It's like the best. Um, Catherine Hahn doesn't understand it. One day she's dealing with the prolapse anus of a kitten from her local kitten bungalow animal shelter that her 11-year-old convinced her to foster. And the next, she's topping the iTunes soundtrack chart for her 63-second WandaVision song, Agatha, all along. Quote, I don't understand it. I know. It's amazing. It's crazy. Seth, what's happening? She reacted to Seth Myers, who asked her about the song's success during a late-night interview. Quote, I don't have social media, so this whole thing was, like, filtered down through all this. Han continued. I was like, are you kidding me? It's so funny. Meanwhile, I'm outside scooping dog crap, scooping out cat crap. The whole thing is so bonkers right now. Just prior to the comment, Han had... um, Talked about Seth, how her family had been fostering kittens and whatnot. Agatha All Along debuted at the end of WandaVision's seventh episode, two episodes ago, yes, so seventh. And on top of revealing Wanda's Elizabeth Olsen's nosy neighbor was Agnes, was a really powerful witch from the comic books Agatha Harkness All Along. The song was a bop. Disney released a track in which Han belts the refrain um, on streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music in the days that followed. The song quickly topped the iTunes soundtrack chart, and it was only usurped by Post Malone's Pokemon cover of Only Wanna Be With You. That's so crazy. Um, to me, it's, I mean, obviously Elizabeth Olsen, Lizzie Olsen steals the show. She's incredible. But Catherine Hahn, especially in episode eight, it was the best episode so far. It was a lot of backstory, but it was a phenomenal episode. It was so emotional. It was beautifully done, beautifully acted, and beautifully shot. And Catherine Hahn is one of the reasons why the show is so good because Catherine Hahn's character, she wasn't much in the first four episodes, but five, six, and seven she, you know, really came to the forefront of being an icon. So it's incredible, but I'm really happy for her success. I'm really happy that she's getting the recognition that she so rightly deserves because she's an icon. She's been doing this for so long and it's finally time. It's like her star is rising, you know, it's her moment. So it's great. Yeah, so those are really good stories today. I'm really happy that these ones came out. So anyways, all right, everybody, those are our four stories of the day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Andrew Dimitri, the Mistress Pop Culture. I know I'm talking really, really fast, but I kind of want to get through this episode because I want to watch WandaVision. I also want to watch a couple of vlogs. I'm going to watch on YouTube right now. I'm on Cozy in Bed. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. As always, uh, you can stream my podcast on podcast, uh, CastBox Radio, Google Podcasts, CastBox Radio, Spotify, iTunes, basically anywhere a podcast stream, the podcast app on the iPhone. And um, that's pretty much that. I hope you all have a great Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. Have a cocktail. If you don't drink, then well, don't have a cocktail. Um, you do you, boo. And I will be with y'all. I will chat with y'all on Friday. <laughs> End of the week. Oh, no. Yeah, Friday. And we'll talk about WandaVision. Woo! Okay, bye, guys. Have a good one. Bye.